Welcome to this week's episode of the Integra Podcast, where we discuss everything from wisdom to wellness to woo. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the Integra Podcast, where my guests and I talk about all things wisdom, wellness, and woo. Today, I'm here with Brandy Hickman, owner of Kitchen Therapy. Brandy is a nationally board certified health coach offering inspired nutrition by being a catalyst for change in the kitchen through simplicity, systems, and community. She offers kitchen therapy memberships and individualized one-on-one programs with seasonal kitchen inspiration boxes health resources, and go-to recipe books. When she leads kitchen therapy sessions, she speaks from the heart and guides and meets people where they are. She shares her passion for mindfulness and spiritual connection in all aspects of life, from our food to our thoughts and our relationships. Brandy transformed a life-altering experience into a business designed to improve overall health in our culture. One step and one person at a time. Welcome, Brandy. So good to have you on the Integra podcast. Thank you, Heather, for having me on your podcast. I'm super excited about this venture for you. Thank you. I'm excited to have you on here today. So let's um, talk a little bit. So tell us um, more about this life-altering experience you had. I know about it. You've shared with me, but my audience doesn't know about it you know, that experience that led you to where you are today? Probably uh, the biggest, I would call it a, you know, a scream in our lives. Sometimes we get whispers and sometimes Mm -hmm. we yell. This would have been my scream. There was things that led up to it, but my scream was being diagnosed at an early age, uh, 29 uh, with colon cancer. I was fortunate to be early stage, but nonetheless, you know, it's, uh, a big blow when you when you have those words um, told to you. So that was probably my scream and kind of um, stopping in my tracks and and thinking about life in a much different way. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, so I know that you did more of a complementary therapy route when you did it. Um, what were some of the integrative therapies and modalities that you included in your healing journey? Well, first, back then, I there wasn't everything that I utilize now, um, but I had the opportunity to go to the Mayo Clinic for a month. And so I really had a chance to experience what it was like to have some integrative um, health um, because they had some different things. Actually, they were doing a type of feedback, biofeedback that wasn't being done. And this has been, you know, over 25 years ago, it wasn't being done anywhere else in the country. And so I was very fortunate that my surgeon had a, uh, he had done his fellowship at um, the Mayo Clinic. And so he knew about this. So that was kind of the beginning start. And so as I've kind of started to go through my process. Um, I uh, was engaged with a health coach uh, who we both know, Jessica. Uh And that experience, that was many years after I was diagnosed, by the way. So so, uh, there was lots of little things that kind of led up to that. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was a big one. Before that, I had started um, yoga and had started counseling. And so Mm -hmm. I was starting to kind of 
um, figure these things out. But the health coach was probably the biggest because when I came back, I really just didn't know how to implement what I knew that I needed to implement into my life. And celiac was part of my genetics. I didn't know that from the Mayo Clinic, but I figured that out as I kind of went down my path. So um, from there, uh, I thought about when the opportunity arose after a health coach to open up a, a facility that had different modalities in it. And so um, those healing people that I had already worked with were things like a functional medicine pharmacist, um, definitely energy work um, and healing, um, like intuitive counseling was a big part of that. I, I got more involved in yoga and the healing part with scar tissue, but also restorative yoga for um, stress and um, all of that and massage. And then uh, of course, nutrition <laughs> was a big piece of that. So I think all of those, and then eventually a, nat a naturopathic physician that is now in Springfield, Missouri, and she works in, uh, worked in the To Be Well Collaborative online. So that is, um, those are kind of some of the, so energy work, yoga, you know, more holistic nutrition mm -hmm. um, instead of the traditional method, massage, so very specific uh, and the one I use now that has come up that wasn't before was a uh, pelvic floor physical therapist. Yes. So, so that is a really beautiful thing that I've brought into my practice that has been really helpful. That's wonderful. So you worked with a health coach. Um, was that when you realized that coaching others through kitchen therapy was kind of your life purpose and calling? Not quite, but okay. almost. <laughs> okay. So tell us okay. that story. Yeah, so uh, just learning how to be with my illness and learning how to show up differently in the kitchen. So I was in mostly the learning phase mm -hmm. uh, of that. So I would consider it part of my schooling. Yeah. I knew that I loved that piece of it. Like I knew that was the piece that was missing in our healthcare industry. Yes. Was, um, how to put it into your daily life. Mm -hmm. Like I knew that was going to be part of my so I knew that my pain was going to end up being my gift. I knew mm -hmm. that intuitively. I just didn't know exactly what that was going to look like. So not quite, but um, then a few years later, I was like, oh, yes, I want to go back. And of course, I had Jessica to fall back on and call when I was going back to school and being like, what do you think? And um, all of that. So resources were extremely helpful, too. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. And so I yeah. think you went to uh, Instagram. Institute for Integrative Nutrition, is that where you went or? It is, yeah. So, so, and then I had to do uh, in between to, to certify my, to, to, to um, be able to sit for the board exam. So mm -hmm. I did, uh, I did some courses in between that filled it in, mm -hmm. uh, always taking classes. <laughs> yeah. I think as, you know, as health coaches, as nutrition professionals, we're always learning. We are always learning and getting continuing ed. So that's wonderful. Now, did you do any separate schooling for the cooking or did that just kind of come naturally? Um, how did you figure all that piece out? <laughs> so that is a yes and no answer to, so I've taken some holistic cooking certifications for sure but really it was through my own experience uh, that I realized uh, that this after I had kids it was extremely stressful uh, being in the kitchen and trying to continue to heal myself and so I got sick healed 
pregnant, learning. So all of it was kind of happening at the same time. And so, but from that is where I made the decision and decided to have the mindset uh, that was different than I had. So instead of showing up stressed and with little time, I chose to show up for myself and be there um, in the kitchen in a different way. So it definitely was for my own pain of not knowing what was for dinner. How do I do this? What are systems that I have in place? Where do I find the time? All those things that pop up. Right. Yeah. And really, yeah, de-stressing the whole process, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, and streamlining it because, you know, life does happen. And so having uh, pre-prepped processes and things in place uh, really help. So um, I love the line on your website, cultivate wellness and clarity with inspiring health guidance. So what does holistic wellness really mean to you? So I think that's individual for everyone. And, and I think for me, wellness means not striving. Mm-hmm. So, so one of the things that I've had to work on in my lifetime is not striving for everything. Mm-hmm. So um, wellness for me is really allowing and not kind of getting in stuck in that where my expectations were and what really is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I, I know that I'm out of wellness for myself, when I'm striving too much, uh, when I'm trying to push something to happen, you know, we can look at the, you know, you, we had talked about the four pillars of wellness. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely think that stress is probably, um, a key to this mm-hmm. all and uh, the way our culture is I really believe that that is a piece um, that is uh, something that we all need to um, not strive for <laughs> but, thrive, but but thrive in a different way show up in a different way just like I try to teach in the kitchen mm-hmm. uh, instead of going so fast and having so much to do and all of that it's more um, how do we choose to show up in a, in a daytime? We're human. It's not going to be perfect. Um, but how do we, how do we um, react to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really get into that place of conscious alignment with um, what um, we need to do, because, you know, if we're pushing against something that doesn't really um, work for us. Um, yeah. And um, being present in that moment. So that's, that's wonderful. I love that. So how do you guide women to say no, so they can say yes to themselves? Uh, two reasons are two things that, that I work on. And I think this is so important in the kitchen. Um, but setting boundaries, of course, is one. Um, so what do those boundaries look like? How do we define them? Um, you know, I always bring it back to a person on how, how did they define wellness? Mm-hmm. You know, so back to that first question, how do they define wellness mm-hmm. and how do they define boundaries and what does that look like for them? So really an inventory um, is important. And one of the most important things that I think is really how we're choosing to show up and spend our time. Mm-hmm. I think that's the number one key to really helping women do that. And and one of the ways that I love to do that is 
through what is the, what are their values? And so really kind of digging deep and figuring out what that is for them um, through some fun testing and, and taking those values that we're really doing well in and taking those values that we really want to work on and making sure that we're in alignment with that, mm-hmm. with what, what we want, you know, that is what we want. And so are we in alignment? Are we out of alignment? And, mm-hmm. and the things that we do really well, we can gain momentum, mm-hmm. you know, we can set goals for the things that we're maybe not doing as well or where we're not in alignment as much, um, but taking inventory of that and really seeing um, how we're spending their times. I have people do it a time, uh, you know, people laugh at me because they think I'm going to have them do a food journal first. And that's really not where I start. I actually start with how they spend their time um, and to see where they're in alignment and where they're not in alignment. Yeah. Oh, and that's so important because there's so many distractions out there, you know, right now. And it's so easily to get caught up in it. It is. It, it really is. is. Yeah. So a lot of this may be new to a client, um, especially if they're coming from a standard American diet and may either eat mostly processed foods or they may dine out a lot. So they're not really getting into their kitchens very much. What would your top five tips be for getting comfortable in the kitchen and preparing whole foods? So I think, and this is going to, my slowing down first Mm -hmm. and, and having an understanding that this is a process Mm -hmm. and it's not going to happen overnight. So just the mindset of what this may look like. So kind of looking at that big picture and, and looking down and just to really face that, that this, there's no quick fix for this, Mm -hmm. Um, but there is better, like there is better systems you know, there is community to help you with this. There, there are things um, that we can do. So it's not out of reach, mm-hmm. um, but there's not a, a quick, a quick fix for it either. So that would be number one. Uh-huh. Uh, number two would be to make that kitchen joyful for the person that is working in it. So yes. I know these aren't typical, like, <laughs> but no, you're not funny. happy to be in your kitchen, then then you're not going to want to be in there. Right. So that can look a lot of different ways. One of, one of the clients that I had, it's actually a husband and wife. And, um, I brought in an organizer to work with them for a day, yeah. uh, to help. So I didn't, some of the things the, the client can do themselves uh, right. with some accountability or on their own. Um, and then others really need accountability and others really need help. Like they really need someone to come in and support them. So I think that would be, um, you know, and somebody else, it would just be, let's brainstorm some ideas on different ways that you can do this. And so let's sit down and brainstorm different pantry ideas and let's brainstorm how to organize your refrigerator or freezer Mm -hmm. and see what it's like. But that would be, um, that would be number two is, is making it happy. So that could be uh, music available, that can be colors, that can be what fills their soul up. Not what I think they should do, right? That's not coaching. But, um, it's what, you know, brainstorming to, to really dig in to see what makes them happy in the kitchen. Yeah. And then the third is to really 
go through, really do a deep dive into the refrigerator and freezer and pantry. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it, and the next would be, uh, so really, you know, and I have some tools to help with that, mm -hmm. but really letting go of some of the things that we don't want or need, or if it's one person has this and another person doesn't, then putting it in a separate place and really kind of getting, um, having fun with that. So some ideal pantry items, some ideal refrigerator items, some ideal freezer items, mm -hmm. you know, and then looking at storage and cookware, you know, so, so um, I'm just, I'm actually doing a collaboration with our naturopath on that. And I'm doing that two pieces. So I've written some blogs on that and um, oh. I'm going to make some handouts on that so I can use them for my clients. Um, but it's, it's a lot still, if you're trying to switch out to make a healthier kitchen, mm -hmm. changing out your storage and your uh, cookware could be a lot. So again, we kind of go back to number one, which mm -hmm. is slow down and, and kind of, and, and then um, start to look at how to store food. So, um, you know, so how can we sustain it? So how does it not go to waste? Mm -hmm. So where can we put those whole foods and where does that all start? Now I'm, I'm listing five main things that I think is important, but I think it's important to remember is I'm going to meet that client where they're at. Exactly. So if they're, if they're on soda pop and that's what they want to get off or, 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 or Coke or whatever, different people call it different things. Yeah, different. Exactly. <laughs> but um, I would work with them on that piece. Like that may be the top piece. So there's going to be either some health issues that need to be addressed, or there are going to be some things that are not healthy for them that they want to address. So that those are definitely going to be on the top, but those are probably the five pillars that I would work with as far as changing. I had a conversation with a client who recognized that she wouldn't really be able to follow through on what her doctor had told her to do or what, whether, uh, you know, a nutrition therapist had told her to do or, or dietitian, whatever that looks like, um, unless she had some of these tools in place because it would become even overwhelm. And I, I really hold people accountable for slowing down and, and allowing it to be a process. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that reminder comes up a lot in my, in my practice. Oh, I'm sure. I, yeah, because I, you know, a lot of times um, the, your doctor or your nutritional therapist, um, however they work, may have the best intentions and may give you a protocol, but if you don't know how to implement it, it can be very overwhelming and daunting. So um, yeah, you give them those practical tools, but you also, I mean, it feels like you're kind of like a counselor for them too, because you can kind of guide them and mentor them into the way that they need to do it and start, like you said, start exactly where they are. Um, yeah. Yeah. And what I noticed is when I'm cooking with someone else, mm -hmm. their hangups, when I'm cooking specifically in their kitchen, whether it's virtually or in their kitchen, actually, mm -hmm. um, I really can that that hang up those hang ups that may have been with them since childhood, or mm -hmm. it may be just confidence, or it may be cooking for one, or it may be their kids don't, or their husband, or their spouse, or their partner doesn't like what they're preparing and they're, somebody's complaining. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on about our hang. We all have hangups in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, so it's, it is about, for some reason, I just feel like going back to that community of cooking together, mm-hmm. those hangups come out mm-hmm. and then they hopefully dissipate some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that kind of brings me up to another question. Um, It is the importance of getting your family in the kitchen for that connection. Yeah. And and there's my lovely dog in the background. (laughs) That's okay. Hi, puppy. Yeah. (laughs) So, Um, yeah. So my sous chefs, that's what I call them. Whoever. Yeah. So, so community is, I'm all about community with kitchen therapy. So, you know, one of the things I, I ask, you know, and I, I help clients figure out how can they get support, you know, so whether they live on their own or they are, um, they have kids, teenagers. I can speak to that because I have teenagers in my home mm-hmm. or a spouse that maybe doesn't really cook and hasn't, that hasn't been the part of their role in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I, asking for what we need, I think is number one. Like, yes. so when we need support and help. If we're, if we're uh, exhausted or we're busy we need to ask for what we need Mm -hmm. and we may not always get what we need. We may have to reach somewhere else to get what we need. Mm -hmm. Uh, Non-violence communication is where that comes from. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so we, so we may, we may, as long as our expectations are low and we're not judgmental to ourselves or to others, we do need to ask for what we need. And so when I need help, um, I ask for help from my families and, and I'll say why I think that that has come out of the community as families sometimes as so many people feel lonely in the kitchen and feel exhausted in the kitchen, but they, but, but yet we don't want to ask for that help from our children who it really can be beneficial for them to know how to do these things. And it's not always, you know, it's not perfect. Everybody's busy at different times, but certainly uh, we come together and if everybody's home and whoever's in the kitchen, they know that they are my sous chef or they're helping. Mm-hmm. Um, and even um, prepping for lunches for my teenagers, we do that. Uh, so we have hummus and we have vegetables and we have things, yogurt parfaits or whatever mm-hmm. that we're making ready to go in, in containers, but they help me do that. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. And then we don't really have to do a lot in the morning, you right. know, everybody's, you know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit easier. So I, I would say that, and then I would go further than that. If we're alone um, or if we're not getting that need met right. <laughs> from our right. family, mm-hmm. th- that's where I think that the community of women and having things like gatherings, and that's what I am trying to give to the world is just open that dialogue and let's start getting together. And I was reminded, I, I just brought four women together on a group that are part of my membership. And that is part of my membership is they get a monthly accountability and we're brainstorming and we're having conversations. And within, you know, within one hour, I've learned like three or four things that I've written down that I want to implement. Mm-hmm. not just them and I'm the one facilitating it and so those are all really helpful things and so we have to learn having a cooking party you know having a kitchen party and and having dinner but not making it where we're making all this dinner and it's stressful no 
have have everybody bring some ingredients have everybody show up and the the party is the cooking mm-hmm. you know, so so just trying to start that dialogue it's not perfect and it doesn't have to be perfect but it is really helpful to start that dialogue we have lost um that piece and my grandmother who is 106 reminds me of that mm-hmm. she reminds me um that people did come together mm-hmm. and um you know they my my grandparents owned a meat locker but even that people are coming together <laughs> yes well coming to pick up their meat and tell their stories and and get the latest, you know, town gossip probably. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if everybody knows what a, a meat locker is, but it was a community freezer before freezers. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is so cool. Well, yeah. that's so true. And um, yeah, and progressive dinners or potlucks. I mean, those kinds of things happened a lot. And, um, you know, you know, Sunday potlucks or Sunday picnics after church or, you know, yeah. I think that's uh, bringing back those community type of events is wonderful. And everybody gets to try something new, you know, and yeah, they do. And you learn from each yes. other, like you learn Uh, That just naturally happens. And um, so I would like to see more of that. I, it goes back to time. We have to not be so busy in our lives. Um, And this is one way that we're doing something else, but we're also gaining from it. And so it's balancing and discerning what energetically feels good to us to do and or not to do it goes back to how to really say yes to the things that are important Mm -hmm. and if being healthy is important to you we need to align that with what you're doing and scrolling on you know social media or and it's not that it's wrong and it's not that we all do things like this but if that is what we're spending our time doing or we're running kids to five you know hundred different events or we're saying yes to all these events that we really don't want to go to. Those are all things that just goes, you know, it makes it off balance. If I was looking at a scale, mm-hmm. it would be very uneven scale. <laughs> right, right. And, and uh, you know, it's important to have those things. And, and these skills really are self-care. They you are. Know, they really are. They are part of self-care. It's not just about you know, taking a bath, which is lovely, or, you know, or, you know, and movement and things, it, it, the glamorous things that we think of when we think, right. of care. you know, meal prep is not self, you know, it's not seen as self-care. It's not glamorous, but it still is self-care because it's nourishing us. It is. And you're getting that nourishment through community um, if it's your family or your community and, you know, you're learning these wonderful skills and, if you're in the kitchen with your family, then you're, you're bringing, um, you know, you're teaching the next generation how to take care of themselves. And so, yeah, it's so true. I call it, you know, the psychology of it. You're talking about Mm -hmm. Mm self-care, but even just little mini preps for a dinner, Mm -hmm. um, knowing what you're going to have or just dicing a couple of things can make, all the difference in the world uh, versus going out to dinner. Right. 
just those little small things, just changing our mindset, just a small amount. Mm -hmm. um, but we do have to dig deep. I mean, the reality is that we really do have to dig deep. I can't, as a health coach, tell someone what to do. What I need to do is not what somebody else needs to do, but I can walk with them to dig deep and figure out what it is that is going to be, you know, best serve them for health. Right. Yeah. 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 Cause you are, you're meeting them where they are and where they need in this, at this point in their life. And it might change down the road, but at this point, and that is lovely because I think a lot of times that doesn't happen. It's, it's, we think that it has to be a certain way. And so, you know, I thank you so much today uh, for talking with me, Brandy. I appreciate your wisdom and guidance. Um, there's so much here that people can learn about um, not only getting in the kitchen, but really looking at it um, from an emotional and physical and spiritual standpoint. So um, to find more out about Brandy and to join her kitchen therapy or work one-on-one -on -one with her, you can go to kitchentherapywithbrandy.com. She's also on Instagram and Facebook at Kitchen Therapy with Brandy. Anything to add, Brandy? No, I, I have free trials uh, and free discovery sessions for anyone. Uh, and if they're not sure, a free discovery session is the great way to start. But my uh -huh. membership and is uh, has a trial with it as well. And I am honored to um, get to talk about this work uh, with somebody that's in alignment with me and I'm always honored to share with the world. Yeah, well, thank you again. That is all from the Integra podcast today, where we talk about everything wisdom, wellness, and woo. Today's podcast is brought to you by Integra Holistic Wellness, home of the Integra Wellness Method. At Integra Holistic Wellness, we recognize that you are made up of four integral parts, body, mind, spirit, and soul purpose. When you work with an Integra Holistic Wellness Mentor, you'll be guided how to integrate these four parts of your being through nutrition and movement, mindfulness and emotional release, connection to others and your higher self and your soul's true purpose. To find out more and connect with Heather, contact her at support at IntegraHolisticWellness.com. That's support at IntegraHolisticWellness.com. You can also catch her on Instagram and Facebook at Integra Holistic Wellness. That's I-N-T-E-G-R-A Holistic Wellness.